Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. I'm Eric Davis. And this is The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Uh, 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 bop with me. That's right. Ah, you know what? Okay, I'm not feeling the energy. I said bop, not, not roll, not luck. I'm self. You know what? No, no, stop. I will not. I will not bring down the flow. I apologize. <laughs> you should apologize. I should. I will prostrate myself later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. On the side of me, you see my man. He's ready to go. He's ba- he's ba- bo- born for action. Patrice, and, and your satisfaction. Patrice, my friend. Gonna put him in you? traction. Always looking well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Got the you, tie, got the good shirt on. Dude, it's the Yargal, baby. Just, it is. It is. You guys matching shocks as well? Uh, no, no, not not today. <laughs> no argyle chucks. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. It's just not my. Style. I mean, it's raining. I get it. I chucks I, in the rain sucks. It's well, Monday. I, I, I think it's raining. Socks. Yeah. These bad boys here. Yeah. <laughs> argyle chucks. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, that voice you heard right there, with Eric Davis, joining us again. Hello. Hey. Hola. All right, we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you, kids. I've got the nun. The nun. Lined up. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna leave none. Oh, of the I details out because I knew it was there's coming. no come on I, I'm struggling you can't really it's pun. a lazy pun but yeah you knew it was coming ah, right ah, yeah. ah, what do you know from funny <laughs> uh, and this guy also has dude we're talking about Jack Ryan I know you're yeah, looking forward to this you're a fan I of the am. books I am yeah mm-hmm. not not the books so much just the character in general oh okay so and through the film you're series, a purist yeah. Uh, am I? I don't think that makes me pure at all. I feel like that makes you a purist. It's like, I don't care about these or these. I want the characters specifically. It makes I'm me a Jack Ryan fan, yeah. Alec yeah. Baldwin, Harrison Ford. Chris all Pine. Guys. Chris. Ben Affleck, yeah. <laughs> Chris exactly. Pine. Boy. <laughs> all right. Boy, and, yeah. Yep. And also, not to be neglected on the gaming tip, Eric, you have... Siberia. Siberia. Now, tell us a little about Siberia. What's this? this the, what's that actually mean, first of all? Right, but you didn't a, ask a, me a, sub, just... a, a sub area. I mean, <laughs> so, I figure it's like a region of town sub... where it's like you get a lot of you get a lot of grinders and hoagies. It's below area, actually. Ah. Yes. So the premise is basically that the world has flooded and so everyone's underwater. So mm. I think that's more or less what the whole name comes from. Is Kevin Wait, Costner so... there? I really wish because I really loved like Waterworld. Water world, Kevin I think Costner. I'm one of the only people in existence yeah, who loves that, Waterworld. That's, that's not a statement I've heard anyone actually it's say. It's a terrible movie, and, and I love not it. That the words, bad. I love Waterworld, <laughs> never come out of anyone's mouth. Except I love it's not that bad. It's to not use bad. the Waterworld DVD as a Frisbee or a coaster. You know, It is a very difficult not very fantastic movie but like for what it is <laughs> by the way like i mean come on there's people in a freaking giant tanker being basically like kevin reynolds directed yeah. that movie and uh quentin tarantino called kevin reynolds the next uh stanley kubrick that's an actual uh, that's thing that definitely there's an actual thing that was said. how much cocaine was he on at the time that's, that's a, a good question. question i can't yeah. answer that but <laughs> right, no, i thought you were gonna say bioshock myself like that'd be along, along the lines of underground, un- underwater society. Yes, uh, though I think Bioshock goes more into like a steampunk setting. This is more cyberpunk. Man, how you gonna put cyberpunk underwater? Next to steampunk, it, it, it's like, reference. You'll have well, to not, play Severia, won't you? That's like, that's, like saying, <laughs> that's, that's like saying there's a desert mm. beneath the ocean. Beneath it, the it, ocean, it, 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 those things don't mesh, my friend. What but cyberpunk can be? Never mind. It could exist. That. <laughs> I was gonna say cyberpunk can be wet, but like. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. Well, we have all that and more lined up for you. Waiting on a call from our guest. We're talking to Helen McHugh from the Boston Film, uh, excuse me, Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. which we actually talked about a few a few years ago. We had um, Jim McHugh on. Yeah. Yeah. We did. Dude, one of our first guests um, back when Adam and I started working together many, many years ago. We were just young pups. Oh, back best. In, yeah. Back in, I'm trying to my, get through. Yeah. Do my Commander McBrag. <laughs> back in. Back in 1906. The, the show was on a Wednesday seen. then. Yeah. Uh, we were tasked with making the Kaiser <laughs> laugh out loud. Oh, amazing man. adventure. <laughs> it involved a pony. It was a tough time then, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just rocking pit helmets and, and We did have some interesting guests back mustache. in the day, though. Yeah, yeah that's some weird. Yo, you know who I remember? Who's up? Um, I think it was Voodog, Bodog. No, Voodog. Mm. Um, this cat who had this uh, uh, entirely um like uh, a bulldog themed line of clothing. And it was interesting because, <laughs> yes. yeah, it was I like, feel like yeah. now that would be a bestseller. Maybe, but like back then, it was like underwear and socks and all type of stuff. And Who he was? came out. He was an interesting guy, but the product was like so left field. Yeah, because everyone wants to wear a bulldog on it. Like what? Where? How? I mean, now there was there was yeah. No, now I guess yeah. You got to get some knit hats and stuff. It'd be it'd be it, like cat would make a mint and a half. Mm. Yeah, there was two guests that stand out. Two guests. What do you got? It's that Tony Moran. Yeah, Obviously. Tony Moran was your boy. I yeah, you know dude. the Tony Moran story because he well, dumped well, on us. Well, first right of all, because that, that's like that's like big. Break that down. Uh, let folks know who Tony Moran is for anyone who's not indoctrinated. Tom. Uh, Tony Moran was the guy that played Michael Myers, mm-hmm. essentially, in the first uh, Halloween. Halloween. We movie. had him on as a guest. And because we had him on as a guest, because he was Completely in hammered. the short film of some guests we had on the show. Mm-hmm. And... When he called in, we had the directors of the short film, and when he called in, he just instantly dumped on us, <laughs> yeah. attacked us, just like, "What are you uh, doing? You're running your show the wrong way." Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, well, like, like and here unloaded. we have this nice, friendly interview with this gentleman, this uh, screen legend. We're both wow. big By fans the way, of. The directors, Let's see what he has to say, and he just like dropped. Yeah. Uh, and the directors uh, no. of Never the movie are next to us, and they're like jaws drop because they're a little embarrassed. Yeah. Also, want to mind you, for anyone who's like familiar with the show, we run a clean show, and mm. you've not heard so many f bombs. Yeah. And like immediately, like yeah. out the box. Yeah. So, so he went yeah. in hard. Anyway, Andrew so. Dice Clay has not dropped so much profanity. <laughs> Either in, way, in after, 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 after a couple minutes of that, I just go, "Can you call in every week?" <laughs> by the way, he goes, "Well." Yeah, I probably could. He has my number. <laughs> like, yeah, you literally became, gave me his phone number. You became like, friends yeah, yeah. with the became dude, man. That's what blows guy, my yeah, yeah. mind. This man right here is now friends with Mike he's Myers. An, yeah, he's I myself am cha- I was changing my email address. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that business. Anymore. I am now Guy Incognito at Geekdown. Uh, no, no, that was a wild one. That was he, wild. He one. was wild. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. but he, he, he was one. Who, who do you think was two? Who was the comedian we had on? It was... Uh, we had a few. He, he's done stuff with Bill Burr, but it was when we were at the old old, old studio. The one, uh, downtown Boston? Yeah. Um, I think you're thinking of... Um, he, brought, he brought a friend with him, right? He brought a friend um, with him. Yeah. That was... Oh, I know the name too. Why am I why am I blanking? Because he brought he, thing, yeah. he brought Dan Soder. Yeah, and, and because of he he brought that guest who was dumping on him the whole time too. Because yeah. he was like oh, talking about his favorite movies, talking about his favorite bands. Like, oh, is this like the hour where you just talk about? Yeah, your favorite I'm, stuff? I'm I'm gonna look him up because I really gosh, like his yeah. stuff and because I see him like perfectly in my head now. Now it's weird. What's the name? Now it's weird. Yeah. But but for the for the record, Dan Soder came on as well, and Dan Soder was cool. Yeah. By the way, it was years and years ago. Sorry, I don't remember the name, but yeah, it was, <laughs> like 
You do stuff over like five, six years. Yeah, you, we've been doing this show it. for so long. I remember back when we first started, we had Fatty Arbuckle on. Oh Fatty Arbuckle, he took up three chairs. I had to describe to a bunch of teenagers the other day what it was like to not have the TV Guide channel. To not have the TV Guide. Right. Because that, because like. And you would sit there for like 13 minutes while it went around for you to get well, there. Well, when you didn't on. even have that and all you had was the TV guide and then like you oh, had to paper. hope that like whoever lived in your house before you yeah. had a subscription so that there would be like old ones so you could figure out what the channels oh, were. Oh, mm-hmm, you do yeah. it wrong. You got to go to the corner store with a notepad and just like flip through. You take, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like going to buy something? Sure, let me get some gum. <laughs> You've been in here 45 minutes. I'm almost Yeah, done. there's a lot of freaking channels. What do you expect, dude? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what he really doesn't know is you're taking the notes there, but 45 minutes, you got everything you needed in seven. The rest, you're just sitting there looking at the porno cassettes like, uh, yeah. Um, what do you have over there in the Disney section? Oh, man, the boobs. Because oh. they were just right there. Just like peeling the, like, the little black thing back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a very different world back then. Why are you telling kids about... Well, first of all, in 2018, the TV Guide channel itself is outdated. How did this come up? I don't actually remember. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about trying to find stuff to watch on TV, I think. And I was oh. like, there was a time when that was a very large struggle. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not fooling anybody. This isn't like, you know, uh, an intelligent discourse folks are having over, like, a yeah, symposium and, and the TV guy. No, it's like, nah, man. Yo, back in the days, right? <laughs> what happened is we had a channel where you'd watch. I think that's what bothers me t- about <laughs> the, the, the golden age of TV on. that we're living in right now. It's like, when I was young, TV was bad for you. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what they used to tell us, but, dude, we, look at our careers. I mean, like, TV's great right now, you know what I mean? There's a lot of great shows for that. Yeah, I will Speaking say, of which, we are definitely in the golden age of television. Like, I would agree with that as well, but I'm saying, like, when we came up and we were watching TV and it was, like, Beavis and Butthead and everything like that, it was like, <laughs> this is yeah, not good yeah, for you. Yeah, the classic you should like not, Beavis and Butthead. You should oh not be gosh. watching this, you know oh, what I mean? That was the whole thing. That was the attitude, like, I this is making you stupider. Yeah. This is actively yeah. making you dumb. Like, Beavis you know and Butthead I mean? and Ren and Sibia, I used to watch that with my dad all the time. Yeah, and I think we all did. That's why we're doing this show right now. Well, here, I think here, we're all here, inspired here's, by Here's that. my problem with those now. Both of those things you mentioned had uh, had reboots that they tried to, right. uh, they tried to bring back into the public yeah. light. And I'm just like, you can't you can't go home again. You can't. I would say time, miss me with that, but I think I just thoroughly missed that at all. Well, th- Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> well, here, here's the problem there. Beavis and Butthead came, and they actually did have some interesting, like, you know, some clever episodes and gags. But well, they the just is, changed it to, like, reality that. TV opposed to, like, music videos. Yeah, music videos and that was a good idea. Right? Yeah. That was and a we good got idea. Daria out of Beavis and Butthead. We did True. indeed, which like, I Matt think Judge is a genius, longer. by the way. Yeah. What? Mike Judge is a genius. Mike like, Judge he's is... done so many great movies <laughs> and great shows, and, like, he is actually... He's, he's had a few moments. Daria wasn't his, though. He didn't run the show. Right. Yeah, yeah. but he created the characters. He created right. the characters as, like, C-tier voices of reason um <laughs> to patronize the the, the idiot um, and it worked character. beautifully no daria was uh, daria was damn impressive because that was like yeah. the fluke that became the right. grand opus for a generation but <laughs> beavis and butthead when they brought it back it was clever i think it was just it was just too far gone because the audience that was yeah. really clamoring for it were the cast wasn't who were shocking watching. Then, you know what I mean? People have been exposed to too much stuff. Well, I didn't want to be like... shocking, man. I like the... Yo, believe it or not, I like the music videos. I like seeing what was good because I learned new artists. You didn't have much back then. And I like yeah. seeing what was bad because the they music... bang on the videos yeah. like we were bagging on them 
yeah. know, at, at home. I saw a few music videos that I still think about to this day. Like the, there's what, a music what, what, video what called Scrape, and it was like mostly um, skateboarders and and like a uh, uh, motorcyclist like wiping out. Totally oh, destroying themselves. Wait, so you were at Jackass before Jackass? Exactly. Yeah. All right, that was sophisticated comedy back then. And speaking of sophisticated comedy, we have our guest <laughs> on the line. We're talking to Helen McHugh. Helen, you're there. Hi, this is Pat. This is Pat indeed. Welcome to the Geek Down. Hi. Hey. Thanks for having me. Oh, please, absolutely. We're happy to have you. Helen is <laughs> going to talk to us about the Boston Comedy Festival. And Helen, right now you are on with myself, our very own Black Adam Willis, mm-hmm. and Eric Davis, who Hi. has blue hair. Yes. Lots of blue hair. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. All right, so Ella, uh, Helen, give us the uh, lowdown uh, on who you are and what you're here to discuss. Um, sure. So I run, produce, and do a little bit of everything for the Boston Comedy Festival. And it starts technically tomorrow, but the stand-up portion starts on Wednesday. Wait, so what, um, what, what What does it include if if, uh, if it's not just stand-up? Well, we have a movie premiere tomorrow. Oh, what movie? Um, so uh, Steve Sweeney, like local comedy legend, um, produced and filmed a uh, movie, a feature film in Boston over the winter. So it's premiering at our festival. Oh, no kidding. What's it called? Um, Sweeney Killing Sweeney. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? One more time? Sweeney Killing Sweeney. Sweeney Killing Sweeney. Okay, so I'm guessing yeah, so D.B. Sweeney like taking out Sweeney um, Todd. Trying to move on from his old characters, and mm-hmm. they come back and try to kill him. Yeah, basically, the abbreviated version. <laughs> Damn, all right. Uh, that I'm, sounds I'm, hilarious. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little impressed there. <laughs> Seems like a well, lot of um, come and check it out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, well, where's it playing? Um, we can actually go to get the... Uh... Somerville, uh, Somerville Theater. Okay, that's playing right here in town then. Well, not here in town, but like... <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. Easily accessible <laughs> on the All of our tea. shows are, are pretty much in Davis Square. So, Are right. you at the, uh, the Rockwell for a big chunk of it? Uh, yeah, we're at the Rockwell and the Burry. Oh, cool. And the Somerville Theater, the Regent Theater, and City Winery in Boston. Cool. Uh, our listeners may actually uh, remember we've talked about the Boston Comedy Festival a lot over the years. Um, one of our first guests a long, long, long time ago on this show. Well, not on this show. On the show that would eventually become this show when Adam and I uh, were co-hosts on the Lifestyle Show. We had Jim McHugh on. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, oh. yeah, he promoted some of the early days. That is, that is my brother. <laughs> and this is all his fault. This is his idea. Oh, that's many the years ago. This, I mean, do you, no, 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 we love Jim. Jim um, and actually, a couple of years ago, I was asked to be a judge. Um, yeah, that, I remember meeting you back then. I'm usually pretty frazzled when I meet people during the contest, but I remember you were nice enough to be a judge for us. Yeah, it was a fun time, except when um, that first night, uh, the um, the the uh, the host accidentally announced. I'm, I'm hoping accidentally um, announced who the judges were and where we were sitting, so all the comics oh. got to know us, which can, is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because they know us. Hey, I like that guy, so and so. We meet new contacts and such. But afterwards, also when we're in the hallway and everyone's walking by, giving us the stink eye because everyone that didn't go on to the next round is just looking at us like that's the mother. That's yes. the reason I don't get. I'm out ten thousand dollars potentially 
and they just like hating on you and you're right there in swinging distance i'm like come on man help me help you <laughs> yeah you signed up man I right? just, uh, you was, put yourself out there yeah <laughs> it was wrong either way i did have a good time helen i want to thank you for letting me be part oh, of it and i'm happy to have you back on the geek down talking about this yeah thanks so much so um Kevin Harrington set this up for us. Yeah, and we know that guy. doing a that... show during the festival. Yeah. And, uh, we won't hold your association with Kevin against you. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about who we might see at the uh, comedy festival this year. What's coming up? Um, we have a ton of comedians coming to town. So we have Jim, Jim Norton has a podcast called Chip Chipperson. And so they're doing that live at the Somerville Theater, and he's bringing lots of special guests. Oh, um, that. So that should be a fun one. We have should be cringy, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have Ophira Eisenberg. She's a host on NPR's um, Ask Me Another. Uh huh. I know. Um, so that, yeah, so that's going to be a really good one. And then our comedian of the year is Gary Goldman, mm-hmm. and Gary our Golden. Lifetime Achievement Award winner is. Um, Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, wait, lifetime, you would know, lifetime achievement. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so she, you would know her from she was Stifler's mom. She's right. been in a ton of movies like Best in Show. Yeah. Um, she's I on Two Broke Girls. Mom was one of my favorites. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're, I'm really excited to meet her. I haven't met her yet. Yeah. So. Also, the uh, the long forgotten uh, Chris Rock's Down to Earth. Right. Yeah, yeah, she was his wife. Oh in that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so good in Best in Show, though. Uh, she best, she's best, amazing. Best in Show's okay. You know what? Honestly, I think I think a Mighty Wind is uh, the best one of those. Mm. Um, mm. No, don't 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 sleep on Down to Earth though. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Not no, terrible. Movie. <laughs> but, but no, um, no, Legally Blonde actually. Uh, I, I I liked her in that. That's that's what inspired me to actually look her up the first time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, she's been in. A ton of movies. It's really impressive. She went to Emerson, so she's got some local ties, so it should be fun. No kidding. She's one of us. Yeah, I'm an Emerson graduate, too. As am I. (laughs) And now we're doing so much. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm busting our own chops. I'm allowed to. Adam, none for you. (laughs) None for you. All right. Just okay. the applesauce. Right, that's an awesome roster. Can you give our listeners um, a, uh, the, insi- the information on where they can actually get tickets for the Comedy Festival? Sure. So everything is on bostoncomedyfest.com. Okay, bostoncomedyfest.com. Are you guys running yeah. any promotions uh, people should keep an eye out for? Um, we might do some last-minute stuff. we probably throw it up on our Facebook page and Instagram. Um. But as of now, we don't have any deals going on. <laughs> all right, nope. That's all good. It's all good. They got to keep that. They got to keep that. That eye out. We got to pay. We got to pay these people <laughs> to come all the way to Boston. So. And so we we we've seen recently with uh, Louis C.K. He's actually come out and started doing comedy again. If he wanted to do comedy in in Boston, how would you approach that? If you wanted to do something for the festival. How would I approach? If you wanted Louis to do, if you, yes. <laughs> Um, cautiously, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I probably wouldn't, um, we, um, you know, our main focus is, um, the, you know, getting people that don't have a ton of exposure, exposure, so mm-hmm. that's the main drive of our contest. Okay. 
and then um, a bunch of people talk about who you want to give awards to. And so um, then we approached those people. Um, so unless his name came up and a lot of people really wanted me to, mm. I probably wouldn't be my first call. Sure, I no, that makes sense. I've seen a lot of I've, <laughs> no, I've seen a lot of like lesser known comedians actually guys, get a big push guys from asking the hard hitting uh, questions here. <laughs> no, it's just you know I just it, it just happened recently. You know what I mean? He can kind of came out of nowhere. Like I didn't think he was going to come back this quickly. I just wonder about people booking him and and how they feel about it. It's it's, it's not you specifically. Sorry. Um, Wes yeah, Hazard is um, another guy we work with. I don't a know. Lot. I think people would just. Get in touch with his agent if they wanted to book him. Right. But, right. I don't know. If he has one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we got the website. We got the locale. Uh, can you give us the dates again? Um, it starts tomorrow, September 11th, and it goes through the 15th. All right, so that's right here in Somerville, Mass., at the Somerville Theater, at yeah. the Rockwell, and anywhere else? You said the Burn, I think, right? The Burn, yeah. And the Regent. And, um, and the Regent. City Winery in Boston and the Regent Theater in Arlington. Awesome. Awesome. All right. My new listeners, check out bostoncomedyfest.com. And go. <laughs> and right. do it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, hey, thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Any final word for the people? Um, come out and see these shows. There, we have a million amazing comedians coming to town, and every show is going to be great. So, all right, awesome, good stuff. Thank you, Helen, so much. All right, thank you. All right, have a great good night. night. Thank you. All right, so that was Helen McHugh for the Boston Comedy Fest. We'll remind you all go to bostoncomedyfest.com and check it out. Louis C.K. will not be there. No. Uh, <laughs> promise. But no, a lot of awesome comedians. I mentioned Wes Hazard real quick. He was someone we actually had on the show. Yeah. Uh, dude, this was like um, a couple years ago. He's been doing big things since. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Bethany Van Delft, mm-hmm. uh, one of the big ones there. A personal friend of mine who I was a little, I was a little bummed when she didn't remember me, but then again, it had been like 12 years. Mm. Um, Bud Baker, Rosemary Baker uh, yeah. was a comic that was featured yeah. uh, in the Boston Comedy Fest. I went to Emerson yeah. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to bring it up to like bring everybody down, but like it is relevant. You know what I mean? I didn't. You know, it's it's an interesting situation. The the Louis C.K. thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I don't know where I stand on it, so I just I like wondering how actually people in the business kind of approach it. So that's that's the only thing I didn't mean to. I like that her response was cautiously. Yeah. Cautiously, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's I don't know if anybody knows exactly how to approach this thing. It's it's. No, it's a, it's a weird situation, man. Keep it in the pants, kids. That's all I can say. <laughs> consent, consent is important. All right, yes. now, dude, let's talk mm. about The Nun. Let's talk because about Because this was a very special um, piece of crap that I got exposed to last <laughs> week. Uh, well, see, no. here's my thing with it. As, uh, as an outsider watching the movie, and it's mm. like, how much can you be scared by something when you've seen everything in the previews? Well, you didn't see everything in the previews, but here's, here's the thing that gets me. Um, I like when uh, a preview gives you just a taste yeah. of stuff, of, of you know that good stuff that you're in the market for. Right. But the previews show you um, like the only kind of creepy thing. Really scary parts of the movie? No, not really. Well, actually, no. Yes, yes, because the rest of the movie relies on these really like hackneyed jump scares. Mm. I mean, I mean, wall to wall, and everything about the movie. You think, oh, they're gonna build a creepy atmosphere, and you know, they're working with like. 
the religious propaganda. They're gonna, you know, paint this weird, creepy picture of this dark, dark story. Yeah, and it I like being, jump scares. I really do, even I though I talk smack about it. You know I mean? I'm not here for a but jump scare. But that's part of horror. That's part of the genre. It's you know what I mean? I like it. Horror. You I can't build like an entire picture around that, brother. You can't. You're right. Yeah. Not a good movie. Mm-hmm. But and like, that's it needs what... to be part of the genre in general. But I don't think they should build it up that way and then re- reveal everything in the, pr- the trailer. Well, the trailer didn't show you much. And here, and the one thing that really bugs me is the trailer seems um to promise a different movie than we actually got in the nun the trailer promises oh there's a nun spirit or is it one of the nuns in this convent etc you got this young nun because you can tell by the white habit who's just kind of there out of her element or just you know way overhead and something and we don't know what that something is but we'll get the answers when we see the nun and we watch the nun and what the nun turns out to be is um Kind of, kind of a hodgepodge of The Exorcist and, um, of, yeah. yeah, The Exorcist and Damien with like a sprinkling of Poltergeist in there. I'm like, right. they, 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 they really like crammed all these existing horror franchises into this one story and tried to make it a prequel to, uh, this is also a prequel to The Conjuring right. and to the Annabelle franchise. I call them franchises because uh, one, one in two movies doesn't make a franchise. But those four movies all take place in the same universe. So that counts as... And they were successful, so they want to be like, oh, okay, let's go back to what you were scared about yeah. and build up that story. And this right. seems really forced. The, yes. only, the only link, and I'm, 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 I'm going to spoil something, which isn't really a spoiler. They pushed but this you, movie hard. Yeah. They, they did, but they don't really mention that it's um, related to the, uni- to the universe, except in um, the, uh, what do you call them? What do you call those? The, 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 the statements made by critics? Oh, this is a, a, the title uh, things. Yeah. yeah, in the advertising, uh, that's the only way you'd know really that it's any kind of relation to mm-hmm. the Conjuring and to Annabelle. So right. it's a standalone sucks, but... that's so standalone yes. that it's unreleated. Yes. Great. Also known as standalone. But um, you gotta in know the, French the other movies form of to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, one thing I, 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 I'm not, I'm not tiptoeing around. I'm being pretty blunt about this. Was not a good movie. It was not a right. fun movie. It was not a scary movie. It's mm-hmm. one that really tries to shock you with like, okay, it's dark. What's gonna happen? I don't know. Maybe a demon spirit's gonna jump out, and then a demon spirit jumps out, yeah. and the characters are pretty useless, man. I'm, I'm a little bummed. The yeah, story of this is, it's a uh, young nun. She's, um. Uh, she hadn't taken her final vows. She's entered the convent. She's gone through the process. She's in the process of becoming a nun. She's not married to Jesus yet. She's not married to Jesus yet. <laughs> she has not taken her final vows. That's like the main mm-hmm. point of this because uh, to become, to have actual power in this uh, situation that they end up in, I won't say what that is because that might be a spoiler. Um, she has to be a full on nun, proper nun. But that would also make her the most vulnerable to this evil demon spirit and that's a bit of but that's what it is it's not a nun that's causing some stuff or it's an actual demon right that's inhabiting this castle and i'm like um that's a little that's kind of a little left of what i was promised here but let's see where they go with it you know because i'm 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 invested in this i want a good scary creepy story and the thing is they're working with some good material it's set in romania Mm -hmm. it's set in this old like uh castle we don't quite know if it's abandoned or if it's just got a bunch of xenophobic people that are generally hiding from uh, these new invaders. The invaders are a priest that's been sent there by the Vatican. The young nun who has supposedly has ties to Romania and to this castle specifically. 
they never expand on that. They mention you're directly related to this, but we never find out how or why. And I was waiting for it. So I'm it like, just hit the cutting room floor and someone was like, uh, no one will notice. I think so. And the only reason... Um, it usually think, works where there's like a seasoned vet and then the young nun. Yeah, the seasoned vet but is they this priest. they got to explain who, that their situation. Yeah, well, the quote-unquote seasoned vet was the old priest in this. Well, you think an old priest and a young priest, I guess I know what this is about. It's the old priest who's there. Dude, I, I laugh my ass off because this dude was there to be cannon fodder the whole right. time. <laughs> like, anytime someone gets, like, locked in a coffin, it's this guy. Anytime someone, like, you know, oh, I don't know what's going on. Oh, wind blew me against the wall. It's this guy. Right. And uh, you think, okay, well, but he's the old priest. You know, he's going to do some bad at No, no, he got smacked in the head with the cross. He's basically know, just useless the whole time. Max Van is not yeah. falling for that. Max Van yeah. <laughs> Not falling for Dude, Max any. Max would have saved this movie so hard. Absolutely. Um, no, the relation, uh, we find out. We don't find out. I had to look up. Um, you wicked it? Yeah. Uh, the relation is the young um, nun in this movie. Uh, not, not the nun, but the young nun. Uh, the young nun in training is supposedly the um, descendant of uh, the woman in Annabelle. Uh, I forget her name. The one that's like the medium between the two? Yeah. yeah. Um, descendant or maybe her sister. Right. Uh, some, some like loose relation there. None of it's mentioned in the movie itself. And if you don't go to any of the outside uh, material to find that out, you'd never know. Right. It's not mentioned in this. It's not mentioned in any of the other pictures. Is there any chance a director's cut will be any better? Uh, I that was assume it's, it's a possible director had a vision that well, was left oh, the room floor. Listen, this Honestly. wasn't Slender Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, no. Let me give a quick breakdown. I didn't, I didn't finish the actual plot. Um, they're called to Romania because uh, a nun at this castle has hung herself. They're there to investigate the cause, what happened. They're there to ask some questions, get some answers, and possibly put, you know, put a lid on the PR nightmare that the Catholic Church is facing. So they go and they don't. They find the castle is pretty much abandoned. So now they have to find out what happened. Um, what like what may have caused this nun to kill herself and where the rest of the nuns have gone and then you know you know put a cap on the whole thing um so the whole thing painted as a mystery set in this old castle I'm like okay cool there's 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 myriad possibilities here i hate that term now because myriad? Because, because there's a myriad sounds like something that makes sense but properly it's no no it's myriad just myriad as in plural myriad not a and it's not fun to say anymore so there's lots of possibilities they could have done with this. You know, you got a haunted house, but right. set in a castle rather than a house. That'd be, that'd there's be so many things you can do with that. And yeah. the thing is, too, is... The creepy we, foreign atmosphere. There's a cemetery right there, conveniently located, adjacent right? to, you know. But, but like, you have... Okay, so you have some I, like someone who is in the order who took their own life, and there's so many rules in Catholicism about... Like, all of these iterations, there's so many places you could go with that. And all of this weird esoteric stuff that the Catholic Church has around convents and around, like, people leaving convents to go, like, take posts. And, like, there's just, there's so much there that you could have latched onto and made real weird in a haunted castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they the concept do of none ritual, of it at all? None of it. The concept Great. of ritual is a thing that most people who aren't indoctrinated into whatever faith that is find like weird and creepy. And you could play on yeah. that in so many ways. You know, and they don't. Adam, I know you're uh, you're you're well versed in the Exorcist. Yeah. The concept of the Exorcist being like one of the scariest movies ever yeah. is the fact that it took something that 
uh, a lot of people hold so close to them so dear yeah. and 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 showed the most like evil and like worst case scenario uh facets well, of yeah, it. Yeah, you just didn't really see that yeah. at that point in time either. You know? Yeah, and this just... could have been a next generation. What yeah. I'm getting at is it had potential. Yeah. And a lot of it was wasted, which is unfortunate because you see a nun kill herself and it kind of promises or kind of hints at at least, maybe not outright promises, but hints at that nun that killed herself might be right. the thing that's causing these supernatural events in this uh this um th- this castle yeah and well, then you know, these terrorizing the town because no one wants to talk about it in the town are they terrorizing the nuns because they only come across a couple of the nuns and it's like well they're they may be hiding from me or maybe you know they're too scared to communicate in this information so now let's continue the investigation ourselves and then they don't deliver on anything the concept of why the nuns are so xenophobic and the concept of why they're there specifically in the first place and so secretive about their affairs is actually kind of cool. It's some I, I I I can't spoil it. It's actually one of the only things that gives us merit in the story. One of the things that creeped me out most about The Exorcist is when the little girl gets possessed, and then that priest comes in to look at her. They call in the higher priest to come and check, take a look. Yep. When he shows up, he is not surprised at all. He's kind of like more like this is business as usual for him. So it's like he's seen that before. Yeah, he's and been that's there. That's really creepy, though. You know what I mean? To like that's happened, and this is a normal occurrence mm. where like this demon possession, the devil is real. Mm. This is happening. But I like that because that's like I mean, it means like he's the battled, seasoned. Yeah, but when you think about it, it's like most people don't know that was going on. But when you think about it, when you look at him and look at his calmness, look at the way he he views it. You know, it's yeah, like, it's, 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 that's, is, that's a Thursday for him. Exactly, and so that his his calm is is the most unsettling thing to me. About that movie, mm. and okay. so like it's the fact that it is a random, not just a random occurrence, but like, like you said, like a Tuesday, like mm. this is happening all the time. Yeah, this you know, is, and that's that's one thing that I think really worked in its favor. Right. They could have used that in this picture, and it may have made it a better experience. Right. I think it's pretty safe to say I didn't have a good time watching this. Right. Um, mostly because it relied too much on jump scares and mm. little else. Um, it set up a lot of things that could have been cool. And I think had they been made by a more competent writer, mm. um, had they been made by a, uh, a studio that didn't try to ham fist it into uh, another existing franchise or a couple of franchises, um, I actually think it would have been a really capable horror film. Well, it's, because it's, it's it had, also it had come all out the in a movie. It, this movie's come out in a, a year with a lot of great horror films. Yeah, that's true. But you, I'm not, you look at uh, a quiet place. And yeah, but you filmed. can't, you can't, you can't like try to hold it up. Uh, you can't review it by comparison because that's not really fair to this picture. No, but I'm saying like horror has been a big genre this year. Yeah, so I think pe- it suffers by like what you do compare it. Well, no, that's that, you, no. I think the exact opposite. I think people are ready for it now. You know, we've seen a lot of good stuff. People are in right. the mood. You know, and we're getting towards that time. Well, of I think year, that so too. But are, when it's not more great, just, you're gonna put it down probably harder than you would have. Oh. You think you think I'm being a little too hard on it because of it's. I don't think I think it's probably exactly as you're describing. Probably not that great. It's not that great. However, uh, there is, has been some good and very popular horror films this year, and right. I think people are expecting more of that. And when it doesn't reach that level, they're probably ready to just slam it harder. Well, the problem is they're not going to get it from the nun. The problem with the nun is it doesn't deliver on anything that it presents. The characters don't really seem committed. Uh, most of the time, I will say though the young nun really. Um, uh, she she, I, I bought her fear 
-hmm. and I bought her determination in most of the scenes. At the end, towards the end, there's like a big thing where she's like, you know what? It's time to face the evil that presents us. So the about turn doesn't convince you at all? No, it got got a little grandiose, and then it was one of those moments where, you know what? Suit me up. I'm going in. Like, are you... Where did this come from? Who are you? You know, she had like a Rambo moment out of nowhere. And then it's a very unsatisfying ending. I say that because uh, towards the end, it has like one major scene where I'm like, oh, okay, that's proper creepy. That is frightening as all hell. That's the kind of stuff you need to do. This movie's finally picking up. Let's do this. So that's the scene you look at on YouTube. And that's it. That's all you need. That's the one you look at on YouTube. Although to watch it on YouTube would be a major spoiler, but it's like the only thing you really need to see in the movie. YouTube doesn't care about spoilers. Well, it does not. Well, the reason that bothered me the most is because it was like the 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 the, the, the creepiest thing the movie could have possibly did, done. They did it, and I'm like, oh, that's badass. Okay, it took a while to get here, mm. but now it's finally picking up, and then instantly, boom, back to back to square one yeah. of like. Just hokey, lackluster. Um, it was it's lazy writing. I think that's the biggest sin of this movie. And people, you think it's people that scared by this though? This no, no. no unfortunately, so I remember no. you reviewed Hereditary. Yeah, and liked it. I really liked A Hereditary. Lot. Yeah, Johnny hated it. Johnny hated it. I, yeah, you know what? I'm actually upset Johnny's not here right yeah. now. But I, I would love to get too. his opinion on this. I loved it too. Hereditary. You know what I mean, I think we see the the same thing. You know what I mean? It was freaky. Hereditary. Yeah. yeah. And the, the thing is, it was freaky and really unexpected freaky. Right. Because mm, right. it it painted one picture, and and delivered a far creepier picture. Well, it d- delivered know? that like slow burn horror, that eeriness. You know what I mean? But and it also whole- had that 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 stuff that like visually really freaked you out. Yeah, no, and it was it was great because yeah. um, it didn't like foreshadow that. It just let it build up in you. Right. The nun foreshadows all of that. Creepy castle, uh, foreign land, uh, people that are out of their element, um, and just a lot of un- misunderstood. Uh, there's even a character in this yeah. uh, dude named Frenchie. Mm-hmm. I'm not making that Frenchie. up. He's actually named Frenchie. Uh, who's kind of like the the mouthpiece for the audience? He's the voice of like, wow, that's a creepy thing that happened. How? Why are we here? If we okay, look, can I just go back and get my gun? Because I've got a gun, I can go back and get it. You know, and he's the one that voices all this, not to an annoying degree. So I'll, I'll definitely give the movie that much. He's saying all this, but he's not like a you know uh, uh he's not he's a Chris, not he's not Chris Tucker you know shrill sidekick. Right. He's the only useful part of this. Oh, okay. And, and they punk him out. Uh, yeah, that's like, so disappointing. It really is. I'm, 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 I'm beating a dead horse now. It's the nun. It's out in theaters right now. I got to give it a thumbs down. I really had high hopes for this, and I was very disappointed, sadly. But you know what? If you're really, really into horror and you like The Conjuring, or more likely you like The Conjuring too. Same thing. If you liked Annabelle, more likely you like Annabelle too because those first ones were bad. The second ones were. Huge well, this ups. is like the last few weeks before like the Oscar movies come out, so it's just like kind of enjoy the crap now. You think they're sweeping out that back room? I think like, exactly we gotta get the... what this is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so it's it's that last Toronto bit. International uh, <laughs> Film Festival just came out, so like we're gonna see some really good stuff. Maybe some prestige it's that last pictures, bit of yeah. direct they had to get out the door. Before That's they exactly what it is. Stuff. That's what I think. Anyway. All right, it's the Nun. It's in theaters now. If you want to do it to yourself, nah. Sure, why the hell not? You can get All a good right. matinee price. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so if, if you're looking for something to bootleg, there you go. Um, not We don't condone that. I, I just shouldn't say that. Um, we're going to kick it over to Eric. You got to check out uh, Siberia. That's the game on, on Steam, Xbox, and PS4. 
I believe so. I I downloaded it on Steam. Uh, it was twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine, pretty well spent, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I believe it's like fourteen ninety nine on Xbox and PS four, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. Fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it is. Uh, the premise is basically humanity screwed up the world, and so now everyone's underwater. Um, and it's. Uh, people who have money live in nice places and people who don't basically produce the things for the people who have money and live in nice places. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in some ways it's dystopian. It's about what you expect for a dystopian thing. Um, I described it earlier, I think, to someone as being like underwater cyberpunk. And I would say that's actually probably a really, the best way to kind of, I'd stick with that, with that description. All right. All right. I'm I'm anxious to, I'm anxious to see a little now. We got some gameplay going on in the background there. Yeah. So uh, it's a top down platformer, more or less. Uh, Like you can jump on things and get through uh, obstacles that way. And then you have this little drone who moves around and I, I really wish I had gotten it on PS4 or Xbox because I think it would have been a lot easier to control both the character and the drone than it is with your computer. I'm a little surprised you, so. you, you tried to play with um, keyboard and mouse. I know a lot of folks play platformers um, with uh, with PC controllers. So well, I went in you like being You like doing it the hard way. I, I see how it is. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much always the case. Um, <laughs> uh, but also, I'm just a lot more used to using uh, computers in general. That's my main way of using com- uh, gaming in general. Mm-hmm. So that was like, how would, how do I make it a little bit easier on me to be able to get through this stuff uh, with a game I don't know and haven't spent a lot of time with? Um, definitely wish I had gone on a platform. So if you're looking at it, I would recommend that. Um, it's really fun. I really enjoy the fact that the drone adds so much functionality that you otherwise on something that seems like a simple puzzle game you don't get and that's what i one of the things that i thought was really clever about this Mm. um so you have two quote-unquote apps that you can have on the basic drone so you start with the character sticks um then you unlock other characters as you move through and they have different drones you can unlock different drones so there's a lot of different functionality gets added um you can get uh, apps that will control the bad critters. Um, they're called cleaners. So they cleaners. cleaners. The idea is that they come in and they clean up the mess that is a criminal or whatever. And really, what actually happens is they come in and murder you. So it's very cute. Wait, wait, no, no, and they're trying to murder you. I, I, I like that. It's like it's like it's like they're here to clean. You know who else was a cleaner? You yeah. ever seen Leon the Professional? I was just going <laughs> to go there. Uh, he, was, he was a cleaner, uh, too, yeah. of sorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. But they're automated, cleaner. and they're very friendly and cute if you don't make them angry. Okay, and they well, have little planes that come out. And ch- yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no men, no kids. <laughs> so uh, the, the drone allows you to have a lot of different abilities, and then you have only a limited number of uses of that before you find another copy of that program quote unquote and so it lets you have a lot of different ways that you can choose to try to go about solving the puzzles and I really 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 enjoyed that um, because it gives you so many different options Um, and so you can like lean on the ways that you generally tend to like to solve these kinds of puzzles or you can keep looking for different and more innovative ways especially as things get harder and you're coming up against uh, like the big bosses and stuff like that one of the first bosses that you come across looked to me like it was a bullet hell boss mm-hmm. and I was like oh god I'm terrible at bullet hells like I'm never going to get through this game well it's just like Metal Gear you got to keep you got to keep uh, 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 cartwheeling 
you do. There is a, there's definitely position. a pattern to it, and you figure out pretty quickly how to actually destroy the the first big bad you come across. Um, but uh, it's also procedurally generated, so there's like I guess a big stock of different kinds of rooms that you can come across, and they change according to what uh, area of Siberia that you're in. So like you start in the um, I forget the name of it, but it's like basically where everyone produces everything. It's all the factories sort oh, of thing. Uh, more oh, like Kowloon City. Kowloon City. Uh, where everything's kind of like stacked on so, on top of itself and everything's extreme poverty sort of deal. But underwater. So uh, you might drown. Have fun. <laughs> oh. your, your idea of fun is really warped, I think. I think that's why you have me on the show. Well, maybe. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would overall honestly say that this is a really fun game to pick up. It doesn't take a long time to get used to controls. Um, and... It offers a good amount of just options, and uh, once you start figuring out how the puzzles to work, it's more about figuring. Is some of them are actually timed too, and that anything timed to me is gonna make me anxious because I'm sure that I'm gonna mess it up this time and every single time that I try to give it a shot, and then I'm just gonna. Nah, yeah. You gotta believe in yourself. I do eventually. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. that first go that's really tough. Yeah, it's the first go is always like high anxiety, oh, yeah. but that's good because uh, otherwise, you know, you sit there and you can just kind of puzzle at the puzzle mm. for as long as you need mm. to. So the ones that are timed kind of amps it up a notch. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. So game is called Subarea. Subarea. What, what makes this stand out? Like, tell me about your campaign. What was fun? So. Or, or if it wasn't, so what sucked? <laughs> I got really attached to my drone. <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned the drones thing. Okay, They're that's... so cute. <laughs> so you don't see it very well in this, but he's basically just like a little hovering uh, like oval, whatever a 3D oval is. I'm sure there's a word for that, and I don't know what it uh, is. Football. No, that's a lemon. <laughs> that's a... We'll call him a lemon. We can call him a lemon. Anyway, so he's not it's... a lemon, but yeah. He's a 3D oval. That's what I think of a football. Or, okay, okay, a, rug, a rugby. Um... He's more, he's, he doesn't have like the points on him like a football does. But that's, okay, yeah, oval, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, watermelon. So he's, there you go. It's a watermelon. It's like he's a vaguely watermelon-esque, yes. Watermelon-like. Um, watermelon and because of all the abilities that he picks up uh, and how you end up... I mean, you rely so much on it. It really does become kind of the companion cube of it. Right. Um, and then as you get to... You actually... There's little things that you can collect over time or buy over time, depending on you know how many credits you get, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. that allow you to, to do things like... Um, make his cooldown shorter or make it so every time that you pick up credits, you regain health. Uh, so there's a lot of different like little things that you can add to him to make him better. So it's like you're leveling the little guy up as long as you go up as well. And it's, it's cute. All right. Well, yeah. let me ask you, can you use him like, um, I don't know if you've ever played games like 1942 or Tenga or any of those mm. where um, games where you're a single unit, you're um, basically the old school bullet hells where it's just a uh, constant run and gun. Mm -hmm. But like games like 1942, you're flying. Mm. So it's it's like you have different things as you get pickups. You can set up um like turrets uh, that that follow you. Is is it so, kind of like is it kind of like you fire from your you fire from your own unit and you fire from him? So you can set him over here. You don't have an attack. Your actual like human. Yeah. 
that you're bringing sticks, she doesn't have any actual physical attacks that she can make. She relies on the drone to manipulate things. Oh, wow. And that's what's so cool. Because you're also, the idea is that you're using uh, your environment. It really hits on that. And it isn't easy at first for me to figure out that that was a thing that I needed to do was in order to like get credits and stuff, you can destroy big parts of your environment and destroying big parts of your environment allows you to actually access more right, of it. Right. Breaking the law. Breaking exactly. The law. So continue to break the law, kids. Uh, no, wait, that's not... <laughs> Uh, the, message, the message brought to you by the Geek Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I would say overall, um, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. It's really cute. It's fun to play. Um, and it is, it is procedurally generated, so they have a battery of, of rooms that can, and then they're sort of networked together, and you get through them at these little like tunnels. Oh, nice. They're kind of, they're not quite save points, but they're like save points. All right, you had me actually at, um, there's different ways to solve the puzzles, because I yes. like when it's like less linear and yeah. more like gives me give me options. Yeah. on how I can go about this. So one of the ways that you can do it is, so anything that's a different color from another version can hurt each other. So there's the little ones that end up with little blades that come out of their sides. Uh, then there's the ones that actually shoot at each other or you, Riley, they're trying to sh shoot at me, you, mm -hmm. um, me, anyway. Uh, so if you get, you can control one of them. So your drone has like a program that's called master and it will hold on to that cleaner for however long that your timer works and mm -hmm. you can upgrade that as well upgrade your timer uh yeah over time okay. you can like get get longer duration effects all right and, um, and bigger wheels of cheese yes they're big wheels of cheese that's an old old joke i don't think anyone got <laughs> time for timer oh no it's an old commercial never mind that's sorry you. continue block of cheese just made me think of west wing Mm. <laughs> All right, so we've no, no, we're, no. The show's <laughs> continues swapping back jokes that don't make sense to most people. Yeah, yeah I get, I get what we're doing. Um, so yeah, so you basically using it as a way to, uh, you can either control other ones to attack each other, or you can run them into ob obstacles that will hurt themselves, or you can push them physically. Like one of them has like a wind effect, and it will push them into something. Or I got a wind effect too. Give me a second. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We have my foot. Come on. Oh, no, that was a stealthy one. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, thumbs up, Severia. Uh, 13 bucks on Steam. All right, awesome. Thank you very much. All right, so now, Adam, mm. we're going to talk about your boy. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, my friend. <laughs> Played by your other boy, John Krasinski. No, I actually like John Krasinski. Uh, you do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Krasinski starring in um, the Amazon Prime original, uh, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Tom, excuse me, Tom Clancy is Jack Ryan, and yeah. it was unfamiliar. Uh, Tom Clancy is a writer that writes. Duties. He passed away a few years ago. Yeah, he but did, he yeah. wrote basically every novel your father read <laughs> to the last like. 30 years. Yeah, if you got an uncle that's into like yeah. war stuff. Yeah, it's all um, military based, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, Rainbow uh, Six. Like, yeah. Um, all, well, a lot of games based off his work, a lot of movies released really recently based off his work, and the books themselves are very popular. I myself am more familiar with the movies than the books, right. but you've read uh, the books you said. I read, I read a few of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, one of my favorite movies is The Hunt for Red October. The Hunt. As well. That's the Red one book October. that I know I've read by them. Yeah. You've read and that too? Uh, I definitely read it when I was, I think, in middle school, which is probably a really weird time to read Hunt for Red yeah. October, but... Yeah, that's not that's not that's not Kitty Fair. That's uh, no, it's Alec again. Baldwin as Jack Ryan essentially. And when that movie ended, he people thought he was going to continue that character, but then it went over to Harrison Ford, 
who obviously did really well with it and everything. Then went to your personal favorite, Chris Pine. Chris Pine, yeah. No, sure. you know, you said Ben Affleck was your favorite, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm what was the name of the movie? I, I read it before the show. I yeah. instantly forgot it. Oh, um, um, clear and present disaster. No, that was Harrison Ford too. Oh, that was okay. so good. But anyway, that's um, one of my oh, favorites. Wait, waste the film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pokemon two. No. no. But, well, right, no. <laughs> this is this is a story ripe for a series. Yep. This is how it should be presented. And they did right. that with mm-hmm. Jack Ryan with um Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Right. No. Uh, and it's a guy that's basically a desk guy mm-hmm. who gets assigned to the field, which is if you think of uh, John Krasinski and you think of his character in The Office, you're like, yeah. okay, this guy's stuck at a desk. Man, he gets a little, long, gets a little like more that. hardcore. Yeah. You, but still with those awkward looks to the camera. Right. And you kind of, like, you tie that in a little bit. You know what I mean? So I'm uh, okay with it. Well, first of all, Tom, do you know what we're talking about? Who you're talking about? Yeah. John Krasinski? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, and are you a fan of the Jack Ryan series at all? Not the Jack Ryan series. Okay, are you so familiar much? with the Jack Ryan series? I, I'm a little bit familiar with it, but I haven't I haven't seen this All yet. Right. I'm right. not not as familiar as I should no, be. I know Tom wanna, Clancy though. You want to break down who Jack Ryan is for us? Ah, I'm messing with. I'm putting him on the spot. You are putting me on the spot. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for radio. It's almost like this is, isn't his show. Almost. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm here to learn tonight. I'm here to learn. Tonight. Well, it's all good, man. John, uh, Jack Ryan is one of the more popular characters because Tom Clancy writes military books about mm. military personnel. But Jack Ryan isn't a military guy. He's an analyst. Mm. He's a desk guy, and right. somehow keeps finding himself in the situation where people drag him into the field. You know, he's there for a reason and ends up getting thrown into these action scenarios that's n- that he's not meant for. So it's knowing. a serious version of The Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Wow. Well, wow. <laughs> like he's, he's a bad. I mean, there's a great Stop scene. Right there's a great scene in Clear and Present Danger where he, he goes into the field and he's he's fighting and somebody goes up and is beating uh, uh, one of uh, Jack Ryan's friends up. And he's like, well, whose fault is it? And Jack Ryan answers like, it's my fault. Yeah, he's taking yeah, responsibility. He's, like, the he's the desk guy. He's the one responsible for the whole thing. But when he sees the field, you understand like it's a different. Yeah, it's a different. Well, way I'll tell you um, what I, how I respond to this show is I'm actually damned impressed because you think the Jack Ryan books and the Jack Ryan movies and such. That story mm-hmm. is something you tell in one fell swoop and it's quick and it's dirty. Right. And then at the end, it's either great or it's terrible. Right. I'll say the Chris Pine one was very mediocre. I think we gave it kind of a lukewarm uh, review when we talked about mm-hmm. it. But in retrospect, it wasn't a great movie. I'm trying to figure yeah. out why they worked um, uh, Kevin Costner in there. I'm trying to recall what the actual story was, and I mm. can't because it's forgettable. Right. There's a whole relationship thing. I remember I was really upset with in this action story um, where it's like it, it broke down into a romantic comedy uh, at some point. And I'm like, this is really out of place. They really ham Is it a romantic comedy between Chris Pine and... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who played his love interest. Ben Affleck, yeah. No, it's so, <laughs> no, just, so it's not Kevin Costner and Chris Pine because I no, watched no, that. No, Chris Pine. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner played his father. Yeah. Uh, his father-in-law. Oh. And no. it was a whole like back and forth between he's being ca- uh, called away from serious missions because his uh, fiance is upset that he broke a dinner reservation mm. to defuse a bomb in this building of innocence. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? But we're seeing you know? him honestly replaced a little bit by like Jack Reacher, like well, the Lee Child character, obviously played by uh, yeah, Tom Cruise. But, but like, the Tom that's Cruise a very Jack Reacher is a little... book series now. Yeah, and, but the and Tom they're Cruise... fantastic novels, by the way. But um, well, the Tom Cruise uh, Jack Reachers uh, are a bit of a departure. They're a right. little different than Jack Reacher right. in the books, right? 
which I don't, I don't hate. I like Tom Cruise's body less of work. Desk work, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're getting off the off off the uh, the topic of um, of John Krasinski's uh, Jack Ryan. This has. But do you? I'm sorry. To, to oh, do you buy that? him as an action hero? That's that's the only point I learned. Well, that's the thing. I buy him as Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is not supposed not to be Jack an action. Reacher, but, uh, Jack Ryan. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I. I. So I'm um, Jack Reacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, I meant. I meant sorry, Jack I brought Ryan. That up. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep. Um. But no, I buy him as Jack Ryan because Jack Ryan's not supposed to be an action hero. He's supposed to be a desk jockey that's thrown into these situations. I hmm. buy him as somebody who had who was in the military at one point. You know, a kid who didn't know what he wanted to do with his life, so he joined the Marines, you know, because he figured he'd get some direction. And he did, and he left. He served his four years, and then he took the clearance level and went home. Yeah, you know, so right. now he's trying to work the desk job, but, you know, because of the job he works, he keeps getting pulled in for some reason. One thing I really like that they did in the series is in the first couple episodes, they, they're like, okay, you're coming to Yemen, we're handling this. Be like, I, 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 I can't go to Yemen. I'm out. I work a desk job. I, I've got, but you, you can't know, hide how I've got smart dinner plans. I can't go to, you know, across the country, across the world there. And it's like, you can tell he doesn't want to be there because he knows he is out of place. Right. And I thought Krasinski worked very well for him because look at the guy's face. He's not a grizzled war veteran. Yeah. You know, he's a guy he's like who's, a pumpkin pie. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy you, 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 uh, you call. Because uh, your Netflix uh, account isn't isn't you know right. uh, man I'm not supposed to even be here today <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's, but, uh, we got, he's Dante working for the government but we got the guy I from like, the wire in this too yeah yeah uh, he he plays Jim Greer mm. I liked him in yes. this because he's you, fantastic that's why you yeah like no he you warm to him too he starts off as a guy you don't like and then you see why he was so um he was so uh, uh rough and uh, and kind of. Damn it! What's uh? What's what's the word I'm looking a for condescending? here? Condescending. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But he's um he's a little he's a little gruff with everyone, and you get reasons why, and you become sympathetic to that. Mm. And then as the series goes on, you realize he's also the guy that's gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. He's not gonna sugarcoat anyone, anything for anyone. He's not gonna coddle Jack uh, Jack Ryan when he's in situations where he's trying to be the Boy Scout. He's like, look. Okay, we're here to do a job. We're here to accomplish a mission. This is how we get it done. You shape up or you get the hell out. And I'm just like, I, I, I really like this guy. And he's not a likable guy, but I like him in this role. I think it was perfect casting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not hating the series. I'm really liking it. Sure. Uh, yeah. So far, I'm hoping they do uh, a season two and a season three and a season four. And I'm hoping this thing lasts because it came out of nowhere. I wasn't yeah, expecting my, a Jack My only beef is like, I didn't see Krasinski as an action hero but that but but, but listen to that though because you've said that a couple times your only beef is with the specific guy they cast right. how are you liking and I'm addressing um, that absolutely itself. you know what I mean so I don't I think this is the right series to be well a series in general and not just a movie every four years or something like that like yeah. it should be a continuing like action serial I hope so too um I got to give it a thumbs up I I it's do too. Just, yeah, I'm gonna um, download it on the way home. <laughs> watch it on the bus. <laughs> you know what? I highly recommend it. If you're into any of this type of fare, yeah. I thought um, the stories were well presented. I like what they're doing with showing the backstories of, excuse me, showing the backstories of the uh, the main antagonist, mm -hmm. and they're painting the terrorist cells in these really clever ways where they don't seem like really overbearing. Um, it's not like ISIS where their agenda is like in your face. It's not Al Qaeda yeah. where it's like they've got these big grandiose villains. Everything's done really cleverly, and it's like you can see actual calculation. Yeah, 
And I like it actually um, it, like that. You got to figure it out first. Yeah, it makes it really interesting. And they're it. also showing like the motivations for this, where these guys came from. They're not impossible super beings that woke up one day and thought, I'm going to be the ultimate evil. They're showing you where this came from. And I'm like, that's really well presented. Um, it reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, a show we talked about, um, I think like a, a month back, Sacred Games. Where it turned out to be more about the bad guy than the good guy. Right. But we got seeing the bad guy story was one of the most interesting parts of that series. Sure. Same thing with Jack Ryan. We, 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 we're seeing Jack Ryan's story, and that's interesting. But also seeing uh, the motivations and the backstory and the current story of the villain here, too. They split the time equally. And it's interesting on both ends. Mm. I think that's one of the biggest, uh, that, that's one of the, um, the biggest things the show has going for it. It's a strong, strong uh, way to present a story, I and agree. I give this a, a just absolute thumbs up, enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> I would give it a thumbs up. As See, well. we're in the golden age of television. We're getting all the nuance that we didn't get when. See, we're don't here. say that because the the next month is going to be another Polly Shore TV show. Or but some I crap like, like that. But we don't TV have to watch well. that the one. The resurgence <laughs> of Carrot Top or something. Stupid some TV is fine as well. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> all right, well, uh, well, check it out, Jack Ryan. I highly recommend it. Adam, it sounds like. You give a positive? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right, that's two thumbs up from The Geek Down. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for joining us on The Geek Down. We have just about run out of time. So I want to thank Eric Davis for joining us. Of course, any think, day. Oh, we'll have you back. You should. <laughs> Damn, all right. Under the rest. All right, I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to thank Tiger Bomb Tom. Woo! Air high thank, five. I want to thank you fine listeners. You can watch us at twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. You can... Listen to us at wmfradio.com slash live. Not, I want to slash the geek down, but we got to get that URL sorted out. <laughs> All right. And also you can follow us. If you find us on Facebook, where it's slash the geek down or find us on, follow us on Twitter at the geek down. We're also on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We'll be back on YouTube very soon. And you can also uh, hit us up. If you heard anything on this show, you want to chime in on at geek downradio at gmail.com also go to the website go to geek-down.com and let us know what's good you can find all the uh, backlog shows there reviews interviews etc and in the about section get all the social media links get all the uh, contact info etc and just have a general good time we'll catch you all next Monday night right here on WM Radio but until then be excellent to each other peace before I became a patient of Temesco Wellness, I'd worry when my cannabis supply was running low. I need cannabis to live pain-free. Temesco Wellness is expanding its network in Massachusetts, with a care center in Hudson and two new centers in Framingham and Pittsfield opening soon. Our friendly, professional staff connects with patients to understand their medical conditions and help them choose the cannabis products that provide the most symptom relief. I just called the number on their website and a Temesco wellness specialist walked me through applying for the Massachusetts Medical Marijuana Program. Once I was approved, I went to the center in Hudson. Not only did they have my favorite strain, they recommended a low-dose edible that's helped with sustained symptom relief. Our testing and production facility in Worcester means the quality of the products we cultivate for our Massachusetts patients is controlled and monitored by Temesco Wellness from seed to display. And we apply the same rigorous standards to the third-party retail products we carry. Temesco Wellness took all the stress out of getting the cannabis products I rely on. Visit ma.temescowellness.com to learn more and get connected to the Massachusetts Medical Cannabis Program.
Mesco Wellness. Quality cannabis for a better quality of life. www.uglyduckstudios.com If you ready, that's on you. Are you a band or artist in need of an hourly rehearsal space? We have what you need. Here at the Sound Museum Sound Stage in Brighton, Massachusetts, we have a back line of drums, amps, 32-channel PA, and most of the gear you will need to get your show on the road. Our stage lighting and pleasant atmosphere makes for the perfect place for any artist to get creative, and you will love our competitive prices. So call Mary Lee at 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com. Come rock out with us at the Sound Museum Soundstage in Brighton, Massachusetts. Call 617-909-9338 or email us at magicroomrentals at gmail.com and book your time slot today. 